It is Tuesday, November 28th, 2023, and this is Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Collins. I'm Matthew Moore. Today, a new initiative is being introduced in K-12 schools across Arkansas. Calming rooms are really consistent with a more comprehensive approach that schools are taking to build trauma-informed schools and to build schools that kind of consider the needs of the whole child. Plus, working to make Arkansas-Asian business connections stronger. Arkansas delegations going to Asia, they probably didn't know the ins and outs, how to really present themselves in a very appealing way to the Asian market they want to break into. And Fayetteville-based Garhole Records is staging another holiday time, two-night concert event. But it's just a blast to get everybody in the same spot for a couple nights. And even though everybody is is working to a certain extent, like last year was so much fun. Before that, this hour's news. Arkansas Community Foundation reminds listeners that it's never too late to begin planning your legacy through charitable giving. Gifts can make a difference in building better communities. ARCF.org slash smart giving for more. KUAF is supported by Hendricks College. With the Tuition Advantage Scholarship, admitted first-year students will pay no more in tuition at Hendricks than the published tuition and fees rate at their home state's public flagship university. Hendricks.edu slash tuition advantage for more. This is Ozarks at Large for Tuesday, November 28th, 2023. I'm Matthew Moore. Happy National French Toast Day. I like French toast. It's okay. Yeah. I'm Kyle Kellams. Ozarks at Large is a production of KUAF Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the School of Journalism and Strategic Media at the University of Arkansas. Ahead on this Tuesday edition of Ozarks at Large, plenty of music. We hear from Kurt DeLashman about the GAR Holidays Winter Showcase at Georgia's Majestic in Fayetteville. Plus, misunderstood Christmas song lyrics with our militant grammarian. All of that in our second half hour today. First up, calming rooms are being installed at dozens of K-12 public and private schools in Arkansas. The program is funded by grants provided by Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield. As Ozarks at Large's Jacqueline Frillick reports, the rooms are designed to help students struggling with trauma that can lead to behavioral challenges and certain harm if untreated. This autumn, 75 K-12 through public and private schools across Arkansas were awarded $2,500 each from Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield to install calming rooms. Max Greenwood, the insurance company's vice president of government and media relations, says the initiative was announced last summer. It has been found that these rooms provide a space for students to help regulate their emotions, take a time out if they're just having a day. So these rooms generally have soft lighting, you know, tranquil colors, comfortable furniture. Um, You know, there can be some positive um, inspirational messages throughout the room. And then a lot of journals or even even coloring books. You know, we all forget how much we love to color and how relaxing it is. So there's lots of things that schools, being creative, can do in these rooms to, to help give their students a place really to just chill out. Nikki Edge is a professor at University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences in Little Rock, where she conducts research on childhood trauma and interventions in the Department of Family and Preventive Medicine. 
calming rooms are really consistent with an overall approach, uh, a more comprehensive approach that schools are taking to build trauma-informed schools and to build schools that kind of consider the needs of the whole child, including supporting the mental health and emotional well-being of kids. According to the National Education Association, trauma-informed schools employ teachers, administrators, and staff who are able to holistically respond to traumatized students. Edge says that children in Arkansas experience trauma at higher rates than in almost any state in the nation. So just to give you a few examples, we know that 16% of our children have lost a parent to incarceration. Between 10 and 15% of our kids are living with um, a parent with a mental illness or a parent with a substance use concern. Um, About 10% of our kids are living right now with domestic violence. And we know that um, about one in seven in any given year are experiencing abuse or neglect uh, in their homes. Trauma can also be a consequence of homelessness, peer pressure, social media aggression, and lingering pandemic experiences, all of which can impact learning behavior and school safety. So calming rooms give kids a space um, to uh, take a moment when they're having difficulties, when they're feeling anxious or frustrated or disappointed or upset, um, to be able to take a break, to be able to use some tools that they've been taught about ahead of time, um, to be able to kind of regain their composure, be able to refocus, and be able to re-enter the classroom ready to engage in learning. Edge recently visited the state's first Blue Cross grant-funded calming room installed in a Little Rock school district. So they tend to be, you know, painted in calm colors, have really comfortable furniture, sometimes low lighting. And then kids have tools in the room to help them think about emotions that they're feeling and to have some prompts or ways to think about kind of calming down or getting back into a healthier space emotionally. Nikki Edge is also director and founder of the Arkansas Trauma Resource Initiative for Schools, TRIS for short. It was established a few years ago, funded by Arkansas Blue and New Foundation in partnership with the Arkansas Department of Education. The program provides training and resources to K-12 schools to recognize and respond to traumatized students. But not just students. It's impacting families. It's impacting staff. Um, And so what are the steps that schools can take to help ensure that kids with experiences of trauma Um, are able to succeed in school and thrive. We know that kids with experiences of trauma are more likely to fail a grade. They're more likely to drop out of school. They're more likely to be expelled from school. And so that's kind of the story that we want to change. Facilitators that will staff calming rooms in Arkansas will aim to cultivate resilience among students dealing with trauma, especially those who lack support at home. Edge says that recognizing and responding to trauma is a key TRIST program goal and that her program has provided training to more than 8,000 Arkansas teachers. And now we're moving into a next phase where we're offering a more in-depth training series that's designed to really equip teachers with skills to do something. And so we are working with teachers to build classroom environments that feel emotionally and physically and psychologically safe for kids how to build supportive relationships with kids who it might be more difficult to connect with because of their experiences, who may have less trust in the adults around them. Uh, Equipping teachers to support kids' self-regulation, 
teaching about managing big emotions in one minute activities in a day, right? Modeling that that um, good self-regulation, teaching sol- solving problems, teaching conflict resolution. Um, you know, all these things can be taught in moments, you know, just little moments throughout the day. Parents and guardians, Edge says, can play a role as well, monitoring for key symptoms of trauma. Sometimes it looks like physical health symptoms, like frequent stomach aches or headaches. Um, Sometimes it looks um, a little bit like attention deficit disorders. We know that one thing that trauma can do is disrupt what we call our executive function skills, our thinking, focusing, planning, um, managing timelines, being organized, managing our emotions, controlling our impulses. Those skills can be disrupted by experiences of trauma. And so that'll show up in the way we manage our uh, homework and the way we engage in the classroom, um, and also the way that we engage with our peers and sometimes behaviorally. Max Greenwood with Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield says the 75 calming school rooms strategically installed in 75 counties will serve as pilot facilities. So, you know, they may have a space at their facility, but it may need to have some construction done or painting done or furnishings purchased. So all of this was spelled out in the application and the promotional materials that we created. So the schools would have all the information they needed to make a determination on whether or not to apply for these grants. Um, The only thing we do is provide funding to establish the room. It is then up to the individual schools to determine who on staff is going to manage the space, and what the guidelines around the use of that space will be um, that best fits their enrollment. Grantees have until May 1st, 2024 to complete calming room installations. For Ozarks at Large, I'm Jacqueline Froelich. Ahead on our show, Fayetteville-based Garhole Records is again hosting a holiday party with musicians from near and far taking the stage at George's Majestic Lounge for two nights. Part of what makes music fun is community, you know? It's one of the things that always excites me about the record label and just the web of connections and uh, collaborations and friendships and stuff. We'll get ready for Gar Holidays later this hour. This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Matthew Moore. I'm Kyle Kellams. Let's look at some numbers from the past few days. We'll start with a big number, 17.6 million. The University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences will use $17.6 million from a federal grant to further its goal of placing more primary care physicians in the state. The grant will allow UAMS to increase recruitment programs, offer scholarships for medical students interested in primary care specialties, and establish a faculty mentorship program. A recent study by the American Medical Colleges placed Arkansas at number 13 when it comes to having a need for more primary care physicians. $1.25 million in grant money is being directed toward an Arkansas nonprofit's mission of better serving people experiencing homelessness in the state. The $1.25 million grant from the Bezos Day One Families Fund will go to the Arkansas River Valley Area Council based in Russellville. CEO Stephanie Garner says the award comes as they grapple with a lack of grant funding in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. We had historically received approximately 400000 for shelter operations. That diminished to um, 65000 
And so we were like, okay, we can't accept. We're going to have to start a waiting list. You know, we're not going to be able to operate at the capacity we did prior. Garner says the grant will help them focus on wraparound services to address barriers to stable housing. She says case managers will help with things like securing a driver's license, finding new clothing, and helping to pay rent with housing subsidies. We have a lot of homeless individuals who come and maybe they set up for housing. It can be even through housing authority, but they owe a past due light bill. That light bill could be $300, but they cannot move in if they can't reconnect utilities. They can't move in if they don't have security deposit and first month rent. So we'll be helping to help them overcome those things. The grant is part of $600 million to organizations serving people experiencing homelessness in 48 states. The River Valley Area Council serves a nine-county area stretching from Moralton to Mena in western Arkansas. 18 victories is the final count for the John Brown University women's soccer team for 2023. This after a loss in yesterday afternoon's NAIA Sweet 16 match. JBU lost to Aquinas 2-1 to finish the season with an 18-3-1 record. Sixteen local musicians will be on stage with percussionist Tatsu Nakatani Saturday night at Likewise in downtown Fayetteville. Nakatani is bringing his gong orchestra back to northwest Arkansas, and he's recruiting more than a dozen locals to be part of his ensemble for one night only. He's performed hundreds of concerts around the world, including a previous trip to northwest Arkansas in 2021. In advance of that concert, he told us his performances are immersive experiences, an avant-garde but structured performance of vibration and surprise, and a disciplined approach to the sound and silence. So that kind of... uh Composition, it's called composition, or maybe uh, the way of uh, uh, structuring uh, or spontaneous compose by improvise, I use a lot. And so I think you felt the, uh, you know, silence in between and also behind the sound. Tatsui Nakatani talking with us in September 2021. He'll perform with 16 local musicians as part of his gong orchestra Saturday night beginning at 7 at Likewise. More information at TrilliumSalonSeries.com. 12. That's how many days Bentonville residents will have to have the city collect bagged leaves. The annual leaf collection in the city runs from December 4th, that's Monday, through the 15th. Residents can call or email to make an appointment, but the leaves have to be bagged and ready for pickup. You can make the appointment by sending an email to fallleafcollection at bentonville.ar or by calling 254 205 And the city doesn't have the bags either. you got to get those yourself. Finally, eight Clydesdale horses will trot into Fayetteville Friday. The Budweiser Clydesdales will be on the University of Arkansas campus, hitched to that iconic turn-of-the-century beer wagon from 2 until 5 Friday afternoon for photo opportunities at the Baumwalker Stadium East parking lot. It's free to look at the horses, and it's free to have your picture taken with them.
This is Ozarks at Large. Fayetteville-based Garhol Records staging its second annual Garholidays Winter Showcase soon. It features bands the label has worked with in 2023 or will work with in the future. The music will be on the George's Majestic Lounge stage Friday, December 8th and Saturday, December 9th. We asked Kurt DeLashmet with Garhol Records about the upcoming shows and about running a record label in 2023. He says it's going pretty well. Record labels... Uh are challenging businesses to run. Um, you don't normally get like immediate returns on investments. Um, but we've been really lucky. Um, part of being lucky is, is having an artist that's doing super, super well out in the world, which would be Nick Shoulders, who's a partner in the label too. Um, so yeah, like having him as like a foundation of, of success for the label has really made things easier than they should have been, I guess, for us in certain areas. But uh, yeah, it's great. I think we've done a good job of um, using that, you know, extra attention to our benefit and dispersing that amongst the other artists we work with. Um, so yeah, things are going great. Can't, I know can't in, complain. In 2023, it's a challenge for any record label because music is ubiquitously available online mm -hmm. where... It, I, I think for many people it's easier to get to. It's still great, though, to, to own and possess the music. For sure, yeah. And we, only in very rare circumstances, do we not make things physically available. Actually, I think the first time we've ever done it is going to be an EP we're releasing in a few weeks. Um, but, yeah, um, it's, it's always great to have uh, a piece of wax or a cassette or a CD um, I mean, the first record label project that I started, uh, which was called Tape Dad, um, was kind of built around that idea. Like, yeah, it's really easy to throw your music up online somewhere or put it on Spotify if you use like an aggregator service or mm -hmm. something. Um, and maybe no one has a cassette player in town, but it's still fun to have that physical copy, you know. All right, so the two nights, the 8th and 9th at George's. Give me the correct pronunciation <laughs> of these. Sick. Yeah, it's silly. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's not silly. <laughs> it's uh, the Garholidays Winter Showcase. Okay. Garholidays. Just what like I... it's spelled. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> what I this to me is a throwback in sorts to back in the 50s when there would be these package tours, and you might see, you know, Patsy Cline and Johnny Cash and Bo Diddley and all these sorts of folks on one bill yeah. in one night. It has that sort of feel. Yeah. You know, that's actually, uh, it's funny you bring that up. That's a scheme that we've had in the works for a long time. Uh, but for now, like doing the Gar Holidays is satisfying enough. It's a, it's a large event with a lot of moving pieces. And, you know, at the moment it's, it's just me putting it all together. So I'm, I'm content with just one huge event to put together. Um, but yeah, um, I think like internally, we, we think about it as really just like a, a party for us, you mm -hmm. know, it's a celebration for us. It's, we, we do work with folks that don't all live in the same town. Um, although the Arkansas contingency is, is pretty large at this point. Um, but it's just a blast to get everybody in the same spot for a couple nights. And even though everybody is, is working to a certain extent, like Last year was so much fun. We just couldn't not do it again. Who are some of the folks that will be on the stage? Well, of course, Nick will be playing a headlining set on the second night.
Another headliner is a band called the Deslons, uh, which is a phenomenal um, five-piece New Orleans Americana act. They've been around for a long time, and I feel like they're right now starting to receive the the attention and the appraise that they deserve. They're a great band. In a lot of ways, too, they kind of inspired a lot of the New Orleans artists that we work with. Bonnie Montgomery, who we just put out a record for, um, what is that? It's days ago at this point. River. Um, yeah, River. Fantastic that's new record. Beautiful record. It'll be her first show since she put out the record. Oh, wow. So that's going to be great. playing on Friday night. Uh, we put out a record from him in March. Also phenomenal. Um, Chris Acker, uh, New Orleans band, or New Orleans artist, is bringing his band up here. He'll be playing uh, Saturday night. Um, there's a couple folks that are, honestly, people we're going to be working with next year, but just haven't announced yet. I feel like maybe I can say these things to you. Kyle, even though they're kind of secret at this point. Um, Wait, when you say say to me, you mean into the microphone or off the record? No, I was I was joking. Oh, like, okay. We can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yes. fine. Um, yeah, a great um, a duo string band called Two Runner from California. Um, they'll be playing Friday, one of my favorite new bands. Uh, they actually played last year at a smaller day party that we threw at the Garhol Records office, which is uh, just down the street from where we are now mm -hmm. on, on Center Street, the old Quonset Hut uh, Trailside Village building. 
Um, they played last year and it was awesome. And so they'll be on the main stage this year. Super stoked about that. Um, Maddie Kurgo as well, who is a New Orleans artist. She just went on a little tour with Nick Shoulders playing solo. Um, she'll be on the main stage opening up Saturday night doing this really cool like indie dream pop uh, stuff. It's, yeah, phenomenal. I cannot wait to put that record out next year. And then Esther Rose uh, is playing on Saturday. Um, she lived in New Orleans for a long time. Now she lives in Santa Fe. Um, but yeah, she put out one of my uh, top five records of the year. And uh, when we started putting up putting the lineup together for this year's event, it was like the first person that I thought of. Yeah, I'm embarrassed because Esther might listen to this and hear me just gushing about about that record, but it's it, just so good. If that's the worst thing that happens to Esther on this day, that's a pretty yeah. good day. Whatever keeps you in this tourist town I can see you need answers Knocking on doors, knocking them down Whatever stays you in your lane How do you stay in touch with all the wonderful music that is out there and available? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you can't stay in touch in a complete way. You know, there's just so much stuff happening all the time. I can't even really keep up with all the stuff that's going on in Fayetteville. Um, I, I would hate to say that the answer would be like social media or something mm -hmm. like that. But um, I find that like the places that I always get the most meaningful recommendations are just people whose opinion that I respect, you know, word of mouth, word of mouth, people that I know. A, a lot of times it's artists that, um, I work with even, I was just on the phone with a guy who, who runs this YouTube channel called Western AF. And, um, he just turned me on to an artist that I'll probably obsess over for the next like week or two. Um, that just happened. I was thinking about it right now, actually. Um, so yeah, I mean, part of what makes music fun is community. You know, it's one of the things that always excites me about the record label and just the web of connections and uh, collaborations and friendships and stuff. And you know, getting being able to like place yourself within that web. Um, in like a sincere way is one of the best parts about running the record label to me. Aren't those two nights at George's? Aren't those about community? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hope everybody has a phenomenal time at George's. It's going to be great. Last year was awesome. But I do want everybody to know that we'll, we will be having more fun. Kurt Delashman with Garhole Records came to the Anthony and Susan Hoy News Studio to talk about this year's Gar Holiday's Winter Showcase taking place at George's Majestic Lounge on Dixon Street in Fayetteville, December 8th and December 9th. During that conversation, we heard Nick Shoulder's song, Blue Endless Highway, the Delons with Ways and Means, Bonnie Montgomery's song, This Town, and Esther Rose with the tune, Stay. More music of sorts ahead. We're dipping into our December 2016 archives to listen again to our militant grammarian explain 
antiquated lyrics we still sing in centuries-old holiday songs and how we sometimes get those Christmas time lyrics wrong. That's later on today's show. Hi, I'm Matthew Moore, reporter and producer for Ozarks at Large. And this Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for people talking through live music performances. Let me explain. Every morning, I play guitar and sing to my six-month-old son. And strangely enough, he already has a favorite song. And while I'm not the best guitar player and singer in the world, it's such a joy to hear him talking and perhaps maybe even singing through my morning performances. I hope you have a chance to take some time to reflect on the things you're thankful for this holiday season. And from the folks here at KUAF, thanks for listening to and supporting your public radio station. Arkansas's economic connections to Asia are strong. According to the United States Census Bureau, China and Japan are the fourth and sixth top export destinations for Arkansas goods. Six of the top ten import partners with Arkansas are in Asia. Walmart has more than 400 Walmart and Sam's Club stores in China, and there are more than three dozen Japanese-owned companies in Arkansas. The five-year-old Arkansas Association of Asian Businesses assists with Arkansas Asian business connections. This week's episode of the podcast, I Am Northwest Arkansas, features the founder of the AAAB, Young Lao Branch, and AAAB board member, Michael Moreau. He's senior vice president of the management consultancy firm, Sinclair Group. Young was born in China and told host Randy Wilburn that after graduate school, she faced a couple of challenges settling into the American workforce, like getting a visa. Second is, you know, after the visa issue was uh, solved, is how to present myself in the everyday American work environment. I was always the quietest person in the room. I felt marginalized, but nobody's fault but mine. So. Yeah. That went on for a couple of days, and then I came through the other end and gave a TEDx talk on the TEDx <laughs> uh, stage. There's another story about that, but become a very confident public speaker. So I felt that journey, if I could share that with pe- other people like myself, how to overcome the culture differences, how to be successful in a new land of opportunity, that would be you know, a, a great higher purpose fulfilled. That's when my husband nudged me. Hey, why don't you start something if you feel there's a gap in Arkansas? So that's when I founded the organization. So the mission of the organization is to connect Arkansas and Asia in business, in a career development. So at the time of me founding this organization, I was working at the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. So that experience opened door or my eyes that when our Arkansas delegations go into Asia, they probably didn't know the ins and outs, how to really present themselves in a very appealing way to the Asian market they want to break into. So that's why it was, you know, our founding principle, this needs to be two ways. It's not just Asians in Arkansas. It's Arkansans go to Asia as well. Yeah. It's almost like a boot camp for cultural differences and understanding, you know, exactly what you're getting involved with 
and understanding, you know, the people that you're going to interact with. Yes, absolutely. Understanding that, and also we are just a platform to bring people all together to help each other. So a networking platform going both ways. So Michael is a great example of someone that's very different from me, a right. different direction. <laughs> yes, yes, and that that's that's a perfect segue, Michael. You, you need. She has teed it up perfectly. Oh, perfectly. For you. Yeah. Now, if uh, I don't mess it up. Yeah. yeah I, I would love for you just to tell us a little bit about yourself yeah. and how you arrived here at the doorstep of uh, the uh, Arkansas Association of Asian Businesses. I appreciate that, Randy. Yeah. I, um, I was born and raised in Marlton, Arkansas. So okay. I grew up here in the state. So that gets one of the connections and, and went to school in Fayetteville, chemical engineer, but then left the state, went to work in Texas, uh, south of Houston. And worked there a long time, but did, started doing a lot of international travel for that company. Uh, and then now as a consultant, uh, travel extensively internationally. A little bit of what Young was saying, you know, uh, maybe 10 years ago, we had some major projects in China specifically, but sure. some in Japan and, and other parts. And uh, one of the strategies was we incorporated 10 or 12 translators, interpreters that would help us be able to integrate into that culture, language. And it wasn't just the translation, but the culture of, you know, Randy, I, I had to learn at a big table who did toast, who didn't do toast, you know, those kind of <laughs> things. I had a great vision of learning Mandarin, but that went out the window after two weeks. So yeah. I didn't do that. But incorporating people that understood a little bit of the culture and the depth of what we were doing not just the business side, that was easy, but it was the cultural side, the people side that became the more difficult, especially as we work for some of the bigger country-owned companies, okay, sure. and that kind of thing. So that drove me to understanding Asia Pacific, China. And so as I got to thinking about it, okay, how do I give back to my home state of Arkansas? You know, I had attended a couple of things in Moralton, and I thought, you know, I was a rare person in my high school. I'm one of the rare ones that left the county. You yeah. Know, and But how do I bring that back? Because they didn't understand the culture when I talked about being international and those. I then went and looked and saw where a Young and others were putting on these quarterly reviews on the Internet and that kind of thing. So I thought, okay, let me hook into that. Got hooked the very first time. They had some good speakers. And I thought, well, shoot, I can do this. Okay, this is a perfect way. For me to connect my roots in Arkansas and my experience and network in Asia Pacific. And so got a hold of uh, Young. We went to a coffee shop and got to at least know each other. And the story, as they say, went from there. Right. Became a board member and started to work on some of the projects and, and really are at a point of expanding. And, and how do we take it from the first five years that Young's put together to what's that next level that yeah. we can make that happen. Young, why don't, why don't you kind of just talk a little bit about, so as you started this organization, where did you think it was going to go? What did I think? I wanted to make through the next day. That was it. <laughs> that was it. I just know I had a big passion. Like uh, Michael said, his personal connection. I had a personal connection. It's personal. Yeah. Once I take it on, once I announced, I think the the most difficult thing, scary thing was announcing, hey, I'm doing this to the world. Yeah. But once past that, it's about every day, how do I make it to the next day? Have somewhat a vision of what kind of programs we want to create. Like I said earlier, I have a full-time job. 
And you know, it's my desire to uh, continue to advance in the American workplace. So、mm-hmm. I work for a you know one of the top Fortune one hundred company in the area. Sure. Um. So all I have is in the morning. So Mike. Michael and I start sending emails to each other starting <laughs> at 5 a.m.、Wow. and then we send emails in the evening. And、uh, I'm a mother of a four-year-old, so I'm not trying to be dram- dramatic about this. Just carrying on the, the organization to the next day and、um, true to my passion. That's all I have been wanted to be all along. Well, I mean, I, again, I applaud you for your efforts because you've gotten this. Organization to a level of maturity that you know it sometimes takes a while for this to happen, and I think what you were describing earlier is what we sometimes describe or call the messy middle. It's that part of life where, or when we're trying to do something and,、yes. and, and birth it, right? You can appreciate it with a four-year-old child. Absolutely, there is a there's a lot of messiness in, involved in that process,、yes. but it's beautiful because you ultimately have a finished product. Wait till、mm-hmm. they get eighteen. That's a whole nother conversation, but. There is that excitement of birthing something, and and you in birthing this Arkansas Association of Asian Businesses. I think it's important because part of part of that is the unknown.、Mm-hmm. What could this actually become? Right. How will it represent itself here in Arkansas as well as in China? Yes. And that's kind of the excitement. So I would love for you to maybe tell me now that that you're five years into this,、mm-hmm. what have been some of your aha moments、mm-hmm. where you have seen、mm-hmm. some of the connections take place between、mm-hmm. people in mainland China and、mm-hmm. people here in Arkansas?、Mm-hmm. I want to make a distinction real quick. Great question. So even though I'm from China, Michael mentioned China. We are all Asia focused. Sure. So we want because of why am I saying this is because there are some. Tension between U.S. and China、Absolutely. right now. We、yeah. want to just be let the、uh, everybody know we're mindful of the global tension and we want to go beyond that. And I'm happy to comment on U.S.-China relations. But to your question, the ahas, right? So the biggest aha is it just takes someone to get it started. Yeah, all the resource will come together. I'm just a facilitator of all of these. Michael, come forward. Our Five other board members come forward. We have board members from representing all walks of life, from you know small business owner operator to you know seasoned executives and everywhere in between. They all have a whole lot of unique perspective to contribute. So I feel a big aha. I never thought I wanted to make this as my career. Still not a career goal, but it only took me. To start the organization, to carry it on day by day, so the great things can come together. I'm just a facilitator, so I don't think people need to overthink on. Hey, let's make something brilliant and genius. You don't、yeah. need to do that. A lot of times, it's just create that opportunity. I wanted the opportunity for myself, and I. It's great that it has become an opportunity for many other connections to happen. Young Lao Branch. Is the founder of the Arkansas Association of Asian Businesses, and Michael Moreau is a board member of the AAAB. The entirety of their conversation with Randy Wilburn can be heard in this week's episode of Randy's podcast. I am Northwest Arkansas, and was recorded in the Furman Garner Performance Studio at KUAF. You can find the podcast on all major platforms at iamnorthwestarkansas.com and at kuaf.com. This. Is Ozarks at large?
We've hit the Yuletide song period of the year. Hearing a Christmas song this weekend reminded me that in 2016, our militant grammarian, Catherine Sheralds, discussed Christmas songs and their lyrics, especially misunderstood lyrics. She told us then that there is a specific term for song lyrics that are repeated incorrectly. Mondegreens. The story goes that author Sylvia Wright coined the term in an article for Harper's Bazaar in 1954. In honor of a lyric from a Scottish ballad she misheard as a child. She heard the lyric as, They have slain the Earl of Murray and the Lady Mondegreen. But? It really means they have slain the Earl of Murray and they laid him on the green. So since she was thinking Lady Mondegreen, she made Mondegreen She called this the Mondegreen. I gotcha. Christmas carols and other holiday songs, rife as they are with seldom heard words and phrases and clever wordplay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are fertile fields for the sowing of mondegreens. Yes. Especially when children with their limited vocabularies hear them, right? Mm-hmm. I have a mondegreen, one that belonged to me as a child. Okay. When I sang Away in the Manger, I sang... The little George Jesus lay down his sweet head. <laughs> yeah, okay, I see how that came up. I see how you got yeah, that Mondegreen. Sure. Mondegreens often have to do with names. Deck the halls with Buddy Holly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Noel, Noel, Barney's the king of Israel. <laughs> born, born is, is right, uh, yes, right. Olive, the other reindeer. I, I guess Popeye's one. one of them. Yes, maybe. yes, exactly. Sweet pea. And then round John Virgin. I've heard that one before. Yes, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Right. And here's some others. Later on, we'll perspire as we drink by the fire. And, of course, we would if we yes. were sitting by the fire. Yes, we would. We would perspire. What is that lyric? It's uh, later on, we'll conspire, conspire as right. we dream, dream by the by fire. The fire. Oh, tiny bomb. Oh, tiny bomb. <laughs> you wouldn't want to sing that on, a, on an airplane. No, no. And I, I, I won't be able to pick up this tune quickly enough, but see the grazing mule before us. Oh. La, 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 la. Right. See the grazing mule before us. And that's a, see the, what is it? See the. Uh, I don't think I've ever known. I probably have been singing the grazing Mm. mule. (laughs) Joy to the world, the Lord has gum. (laughs) If you want a piece of gum. And and part of it, you you mentioned when you're a kid and you have limited Mm. vocabulary and you have limited experience. And you probably haven't heard the phrase has come for someone. No, yeah. You you know, it just sounds odd to the ear. Because a lot of these lyrics date centuries back. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, they're very odd to, to, to right now. He's making a list of chicken and rice. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll give the chicken and rice to whoever's nice, I suppose. Yes. In the meadow, we can build a snowman, then pretend that he is sparse and brown. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. A lot of them have to do with the names. Yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Stranger, (laughs) which is a drunk. Bum, I guess. I don't <laughs> yes, know. yes. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Reindeer, yeah. Okay. Okay, here's a difficult name. Um, Arika 
Okrent, mm-hmm. I think is her name, in Slate, wrote about some of the ancient language used in Christmas carols. Round yon virgin. Yes, please help me understand this. <clears throat> a round in Silent Night simply means, or excuse me, the round in Silent Night simply means around. Oh, Put okay. Put on it. Okay. Yon is an antiquated word for that one. Or around. over there. Okay, around that one. Mm-hmm. The meaning of the phrase in the song depends on the line before it. That is, all calm and all is bright. So everything is calm and bright around that virgin mother over there and her child. That's what round yon virgin, virgin, virgin mother and child. Doesn't roll off. It's mm. harder to match that up with music and melody. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I like round yon virgin right, yeah, better. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Troll the ancient Yuletide carol. Now, this is not... Uh, <laughs> Uh, You're not getting online. Trump and, uh, and right. his his twittering. Uh, trolling a carol might sound like some obnoxious attempt to undermine it, but it's actually a great way to get in the holiday spirit. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, one of the meanings of troll in use since the 16th century is to sing in a full rolling voice, to chant merrily or jovially. So carolers are trolling. They are. Absolutely. I like that. Mm-hmm. The little Lord Jesus, not George Jesus, the little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. L-A-I-D. So that line is the perfect storm of the lay-lie confusion, right? The correct form here is laid because even though you picture him lying in the manger. In swaddling clothes, right. It's actually he is laying his head. His head is an object, right, right, and he's laying right. it. Okay, uh, but it often gets changed to lay because people think, you know, that it should be the past tense of lie. Right, right. Um, laid is the past tense of lay, so laid is correct. But it even gets more confusing because if you change it to lay, the next word is down. Mm-hmm. Lay down. Is it laid down? D- right. Or is it lay? Just putting them together, yeah. right. So you can fudge it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just be careful right. how you write it. You better watch out. You better not cry. What do you think is wrong with that? Well, I mean, watch out. Like, be careful. I mean. Yeah, but it has to do with um, the verbs. Should it be you You had better yeah. watch out? You'd. It should you'd, be you'd. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you'd better watch out. You'd better not cry. But, of course, nobody sings that. Right. Uh, many grammar, grammar guides advise that the proper form is you'd, Y-O-U apostrophe mm-hmm. D, better, because the construction comes from you had better. And it doesn't make sense without the had. You had better right. do that. Right, mm-hmm. right, The problem is it doesn't make much sense with the had either. No. no. So, you know, you're just being picky. There's a convoluted explanation from a thousand years ago, but in the 1800s, people started dropping the had. Oh, okay. So it's been around a while. Okay. Um, With the kids jingle-belling and mistletoeing. I'm assuming mistletoeing is you're sneaking a peck under the traditional... Yeah, probably. And or it could be climbing a tree and getting it. I don't know. Yeah, really. I don't either, no. I never even thought. I, I, in fact, I didn't don't think. Yeah, I remember. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be floating. Right. Yeah, yeah, so I do remember, but I wouldn't wouldn't have thought. It. There's a lot of verbing going on in mm-hmm. the song. It's the most wonderful time of the year is the song. 
uh, with the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer and then the mistletoeing. Of course, in a song, concessions are made, you know, yes. and Artistic you can make license. up a few words, yeah. yeah. But the practice of turning nouns into verbs is as old as English itself. As much as I might yell when people want to gift something. <laughs> Tis the season to gift something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God, all right, now don't look. Okay. Okay. All right. Where would you put the comma in this? God rest you, merry gentlemen. God rest you, comma, merry gentlemen. God rest you, merry gentlemen. Of course, but that's not where it goes. Where does it go? After Mary. God rest you, merry. Oh. Yeah. So this line is not saying that the gentlemen are merry. No, they want them to be merry. It's a salutation of sorts. to be merry, yes. Wow. The gentlemen in this phrase are not necessarily taken to be merry already. It's not, hey, you, you merry gentlemen, God rest you. It's, hey, you gentlemen over there, may God rest you merry. Mind blown. Yes. All right. In Shakespeare's time, rest you merry was a way to express good wishes, to say something like peace and happiness to you. So rest you merry this season, <laughs> Kyle, and enjoy your jingle belling, mistletoeing, and trolling. And don't you think... If you're at all worried about offending anyone during the holiday season by saying the wrong thing, just say, rest you merry. Yeah. It covers all bases. Oh, it would, wouldn't it? Well, rest you merry. Yeah. <laughs> and rest you merry. Thanks for listening to the militant grammarian and, and, and rest you merry. <laughs> Thank you. Tomorrow on Ozarks at Large, a ballot question committee called Arkansans for Limited Government have submitted a constitutional amendment that would legalize some abortions in the state. We don't like to be told what to do as Arkansans. We know what is best for ourselves and our families. And when the government infringes upon that liberty, we don't like it. It feels bad for us. And that exemplifies or is indicative of how most Arkansans feel right now with, with health care and with reproductive health in the state. That's tomorrow on Ozarks at Large. Ozarks at Large is a production of 91.3 KUAF Fayetteville. Contributors this Tuesday included Jacqueline Froelich, Randy Wilburn, and from 2016... Our militant grammarian, <laughs> Catherine Charles. We had additional reporting today from the Little Rock Public Radio Newsroom at KUAR, and our theme is written and performed by Daryl Sean. Matthew produced the program in the Bruce and Ann Applegate News Studio 2 at the Carver Center for Public Radio. All right, I'm going to tell you about something that's happening Friday. Mm -hmm. But I have to get to my... I've got too many screens in front of me here, <laughs> and I have to get to the right screen and the right place. So... Bear with me. Uh, Friday, the um, Cherokee Culture Series continues at the University of Arkansas. There will be a basket-making workshop led by Cherokee National Treasure, Lena, L-E-N-A, Lena Stick. And this is taking place 6 o'clock Friday night in the Multicultural Center Union uh, fourth floor office. And I think also Friday there's going to be another um, uh what would I say, not example, but a, a stickball game that's taking place at oh, the yeah. Fields, weather permitting. I think yes. we might have some rain. Anyway, the basket-making workshop, 6 o'clock Friday night. The baskets Lena Stick makes are gorgeous. I'm not saying you'll be able, mm -hmm. after one session with her, <laughs> to make the baskets she's been making 
during her lifetime, but um, I'm kind of interested in this. I, when I was a kid, my grandpa used to always make this joke about people who would go to college oh, yes. and get basket weaving. Or underwater uh, basket weaving. Yeah, degrees. Yeah. And I always thought to myself, like, that kind of sounds cool, actually. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I wouldn't be good at that, but I think that'd be a pretty cool degree to have. Um, so I'm glad that... I'm glad that there are legitimately classes on this, and, uh, you know, I would seriously consider attending. One of my favorite afternoons ever was spending time with the some of the Gibsons of Gibson basket making mm. here in uh, the Ozarks, and it was a cold December day, but I remember, yeah, no, I quit, quit making fun of basket making or basket weaving. You also mentioned at the top of the show it's National— French Toast Day. Yeah. Um, I love French toast. Kyle is is fairly indifferent. I'm agnostic toward French toast. French toast. My wife doesn't love French toast, but I have made it my life's mission to uh, to slowly but surely make her a fan of French toast. Uh, my favorite way of making French toast, uh, and you can steal this, listeners, if yeah. you'd like, is uh, you buy a you buy a case of Hawaiian rolls. You separate the rolls mm-hmm. individually, mm-hmm. and then you take those rolls and you slice them into thirds. So it's like oversized, like French toast crunch, like the cereal. You know what I'm talking about? Not really. Okay. Okay. Like cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, cereal. CT crunch. Yes, yes. I, I got that. Yeah. Uh, so there's a version of it that's French toast crunch. Oh. And so mm. I don't know that they actually taste any different, but that's that's not the point. Right. It's essentially a, a slightly larger French toast crunch. And you take those and you dip them in some batter, and then you throw those in a skillet, and with a little bit of butter in that skillet, and Here's, it's yeah. uh, it's really pretty tasty. Here's the thing: when I'm when I'm hungry for breakfast, I want breakfast in about forty five seconds. <laughs> so that takes that's way too much. Scramble eggs. It's a fried good eggs. Saturday morning thing. You got you got some. Time. I don't think about breakfast till I'm hungry. So <laughs> if someone else wants to do that, that's fine. No French toast on tomorrow's show, but we will be back at noon and 7 and 7 o'clock in Little Rock. That's right. From uh, Fayetteville, I'm Matthew Moore. I'm Kyle Kellums. It's time for the KUAF and Friends Holiday Giveaway, your chance to win a gift from one of many generous KUAF underwriters, including Hillberry Music Festival, Spaceberry Music Festival, Opal Agafia's Ozark Mountain Soul, and more. Winners announced December 8th during the noon edition of Ozarks at Large. Details and registration at KUAF.com. Celebrating Arkansas, Holiday Traditions, an Arkansas PBS original series debuts its winter episode December 4th at 7. Host Mario Luna explores the magic of Christmas, Hanukkah, and other winter season holidays, showcasing traditions, decorations, and holiday feasts. More at myarpbs.org slash celebratingarkansas.